0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Roush, and this is episode number 26. And we are back. It's a new year. Happy 2021 to everybody! Uh, thank you for tuning in and continuing to go on this little journey we have here. Um, I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe, and really, really hope that this new year brings uh, some some peace, some healing. Some joy and also success. Um, I, I really wish that for you all and I really think it's important for us to to just take a moment and reflect from all the challenges that we 've all gone through together in this last year, probably the most challenging year um, i've ever experienced um, just with with the world, with the pandemic, the political, the social climate, the economy, just just so many things that have been coming at us but We're still here, and that's the important part. And we have an opportunity now to look and be optimistic. Um, We still have a lot of challenges that we have to overcome, but that doesn't mean we can't be optimistic about the future and continue to have hope and continue to drive and uplift all of us. So I really want to stress that as we we prepare uh, for everything that this year is going to throw at us as, as well. Um, You know, as we overcome some challenges, there will be others, but let's keep working hard. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep staying focused and remain positive and optimistic about the future. That's the best that we can all do. And we got to do it together. All right. Now, I'm not a motivational speaker. Um there's a lot of other people that that do that much better than me, but you know, this this podcast and this platform that that we've built um has been a really positive thing for me and it gives me a lot of excitement to continue to connect with you all and um continue continue this journey that we've got going on. All right. So, that being said, um today, you know, as we start the new year, I just want to take a moment to um, give you guys an opportunity to think about some accomplishments, some things that you want to accomplish, um, some goals that you want to hit, and how the the topics that we'll be going through can help support that so whether you 're an artist, you know a songwriter, a producer, a musician, um, a manager, you know really think about some of the things that you want to uh, accomplish this year and where you want to be by the end of this year. And an important part of this, uh, in my opinion, is to make it measurable. You know, if you can set measurable goals, I think they become a lot more attainable and you can become a lot more focused around hitting that. And when I say measurable, that means to try to create a number or a value around your goals. So for example, if you're an artist, um, you know, do you want to get 100,000 streams on a song? You know, do you want to release a full length album of 10 tracks? Do you want to release a five track EP? Do you want to, you know, set up a YouTube channel and get, you know, 500 subscribers? Um, you know, do you want to increase your followers by, you know, 25% on Instagram? Um, do you want to make a certain amount of money this year? You know, and, and what is that dollar amount that, that you want? So Try to think about it in a measurable way. And uh, and this is just, again, my, my opinion here, guys. Um, some of the things that have worked for me when I start thinking about my personal goals, and I'll, I'll share with you a little about my process, but uh, I really encourage you to start putting some value and some figures around your goals so they're attainable, but also make them aspirational. Make them a bit out of reach. You know, don't just... Um, don't just make make your goals something that you know you'll hit this year because if you just take a few steps, you'll hit it. Don't make it too easy. Make it challenging enough. Dream big enough so it's almost out of reach. And even if it is out of reach, that's good because you might just hit it. And that's what's going to keep you... Um, motivated it's going to what is also going to help you uh maintain being creative and thinking of new ways and and getting out of your comfort zone so make it aspirational um and make it measurable those are two kind of key things that uh I like to encourage a lot of artists um, to, to really think about. So I'll just take a moment here to walk you through some of my methods and things that have worked well for me uh, just throughout my career, my life, and I'll share them with you. It uh, doesn't mean these are going to work well for you, but maybe it'll spark you to think differently, maybe give you just another perspective um, or something that you can take with your own methods and, you know, blend them to, to help you get you to the next level. So Always, uh, every year during the, that weird time between Christmas and New Year's, uh, where it's just kind of like this, this like weird zone of nothing going on. You know, work is shut down. You might still be on vacation. Uh, you're just kind of relaxing around the house. Um, I usually take about a day to really give myself. Just uh, I, I go to to a really peaceful place. Um, just solidarity, and uh, I start writing. And I go through a little bit of reflection, you know, thinking about the year, uh, some things I accomplished, some things I'm proud of, some things I wanted to work on, um, some challenges and just uh, also just some creative things and and try to see things from different angles. You know, what could I have done to improve one thing? Uh, What really worked? Uh, You know, what was something that surprised me that I did? And what do I want to keep doing? um this year what do i want to bring from last year into this year and keep keep doing so i go through that little reflection part um but writing this stuff down is key because it kind of gives you a place to a jumping off point a place to basically jump off from and you know i i write a lot of things down uh, where i'm at whether, you know, it's stats or just things in my career that I like to jot down is kind of like, okay, this is where I'm at now. Let's see where I'm at at the end of the year and where I want to get to. But that reflection place is really, really important. So jot down where you are now. So for example, you know, um, just just if you have, let's say you have 5,000 streams on a song that you released, uh, write that down, 5,000 streams on your highest stream song um if you want to write down how many you know youtube subscribers you have or um you know just a- any of those measurable things i kind of talked about earlier write those down Keep, literally do that because once you put that pen to paper for me at least i think it's a really powerful thing it's it's a it's visual it feels personal um i feel instantly connected to it and it's always kind of cool to flip back to that first uh, page or, or that first, you know, um, sentence you wrote, uh, getting into the new year and looking at where you are and keep kind of going back to that throughout the year to see how much progress you made. So it's kind of a great starting point. And also that being said, um, in terms of writing things down, I like to use a journal. Um, anyone that that knows me, uh, I have tons of like these journals all around. I, I keep tons of them and I go through them really quickly. I, I write down things constantly. I'm a big list person. Um, I, I just always have to write ideas. Uh, always, just, just, it just writing really, really helps me. I, I don't do it in my phone. Um, you know, maybe for some things, like I'll use the little notepad. But really, uh, having a physical book is is or journal is really great. There's also one called the Best Self um, Book. It's it's by a company called Best Self Co. And I found their books to be really great. They go through a lot of planning um, and they do, they, they organize their kind of journals in a really productive way. So if you're interested in that, you can go to bestself.co, that's their website. Uh, they're not affiliated with this podcast at all. There's no sponsorship. It's just what I use. Um, I, I just like the way their books have. I've used them for a few years now um, and I just find it really productive. So check it out. Um, it's a great resource. I'm sure there's tons of other resources out there, but Point of the story is that uh, you know, write down, create that structure. Really write it down, pen to paper, old school style. I'm telling you it's going to work. Um, then once you you kind of write down that that reflection period, uh, you know, going through and creating that starting point, then start building out a map of where you want to be. Think about the other side. Where do you want to be? Write that down, and then you kind of have these two points that you, you're trying to connect. And that's where you can start mapping out a plan. And this doesn't have to be a plan for the entire year because that's really impossible. You can't build a, a whole year plan and stick to it because too many, un you know, um, unexpected things happen. But if you can start mapping out some first big picture things that you want to hit and then start writing down actionable steps to get there. And what I like to do is break it up into uh, just like three month periods and it basically kind of puts you on a quarter system. So, you know, four quarters in a year. So I look at where I wanna be and then I start to scale down, right? I'm all about creating small, actionable steps. Again, I like lists, so when I create a list, I like crossing things off a list. It makes me feel good when I cross something off. So um, gives you a sense of, a, of accomplishment. I feel like if you kind of build a, a, you know, a map for the entire year with just big goals, it's really hard to kind of keep track of your progress. But if you scale that back down and do it into small actionable steps, then you can really start tracking your progress. And also it helps you pivot. And that's kind of the biggest uh, thing we, we have to think about is like, not always sticking to your plan. Because like we saw last year, people's plans for the year, you may have been an artist that had, uh, you know, wanted to release an album that had gotten postponed because of COVID or gone gone on tour or had, you know, um, anything that that COVID disrupted that came completely out of left field, right? And it, it took things sideways. So what do you have to do? You have to pivot and you have to be fluid and you have to be flexible. So that's a Big part of any type of planning is that, you know, it's one thing to create these steps and, and really give it some thought and map out the targets that you want to hit, but you have to create space to pivot and be fluid. And that's what's great about creating short term goals or smaller act- actionable steps because they allow you. To quickly switch your plan or quickly adapt your plan for new opportunities. And it gives space for that. So um, I break it up, like I said, into quarters, so like three month intervals. And I start building out what do I want to see happen in this in these next three months. Then once I take that three months, I scale it back into individual months and then individual weeks and then individual days. So I get very, very detailed with it and I will say like, you know, it's very hard to stick to even your plan at that detailed level and it takes a lot of work to do it but if you really force yourself to kind of do that and and walk through that process and really get into the details of things, you start to... See so many opportunities that you may have not have thought about when you're only thinking about the big picture or only thinking about, you know, I have to get from 5,000 to 100,000 streams. You know, if you're only thinking about like where you need to be without going through the details on how to get there, then you'll never actually hit your goal. It becomes really, really difficult. But let's take that example. So say you have the 5,000 streams and you want to get to 100,000. Well, what does that really mean? Um, sure, you you need maybe some digital marketing. You may need to get on some playlists. Okay. But now let's take it a step further. Okay. Make a list of digital marketing companies. Get a list of playlists that that you think you'd like to get on. How many followers need to uh, follow that playlist to make it worthwhile to see a return? What would the return be? How many of those playlists would get you your, your numbers, your streaming numbers growing? Um, How much marketing dollars do you need to put into this to see a return? How much profit are you going to make? Are you going to make a profit, you know, or is this going to be just an investment that you're going to have to do at a loss because there might be value in other ways, but monetarily it's not going to be there. So these are the things that you have to start really turning the dials on. And you can't just say, well, I'm going to go find a marketing person to do that for me. No, you have to really start thinking about this stuff crystal clear and detailed. The The opportunities are in the detail. That's what's going to um, really help you take it to the next level. And also it's going to help you create the map for the next step. And that's why taking these smaller actionable steps... Um, I feel are just much better because then you know one opportunity leads you to the next one, and you can plan accordingly. So again, keep a big picture in mind, but try to create those small actionable steps to get there. Um, and and you know uh, another thing with that too is uh, one of my mentors told me this, and it just it, he said it off the cuff, and it just kind of stuck with me. He said. Joe, you got to go where the water flows. Um, and he, he you know, very successful person. And at the time, I don't know why it stuck with me, but I always think about that phrase of go where the water flows. And that means, you know, you may have a plan. This is at least how I interpret it. You may have a plan, but your plan might not be right for you. And sometimes even sticking to your own plan, you can miss the opportunities that you should be going for because you have tunnel vision. So don't have tunnel vision. If you're building out your plan, but other opportunities come and that might be the direction that you need to go in, even if it takes you away from what you were originally doing, go for it because that opportunity may lead you to even a bigger opportunity that you couldn't think of for yourself. And, you know, throughout my career, I've taken that, that phrase to heart, go where the water flows. And you have to, you know, sometimes we get so locked into what we want, but we don't even know exactly what we want. And that's why you have to have an open mind. You know, don't be stubborn about things that aren't worth being stubborn about, you know, and trust me, I'm a very stubborn person when it, when it comes to some certain things, I will not budge. But I encourage you to have an open mind, have a broad sense of opportunities and really go where the water flows, where it's taking you Um, and enjoy that journey and be open to it. So that's a big part of this. You know, I I know on one hand, I'm saying get into the details and and do that because it's really important, but always on the other hand, remain open and be able to pivot to where that water is going to take you. Um, and if you can do those two things, if you can build those two sides together and, and work in harmony with that is you know, constantly thinking about the details, trying to make the best methodical uh, moves and and plan, really be thoughtful about what moves you want to make while also being open to other opportunities. You're gonna build an internal strategy that's just gonna work really, really great. and it's gonna get you thinking very quickly about things. It's going to, help you better assess opportunities if they're actually good or bad. Um, and, you know, it's going to help you go through that very thoughtful process and that critical thinking process that's very necessary. So that's kind of um, just the basis of what, what I like to do. Um, you know, just, just try to really think through things and if they make sense. Uh, and map that out in detail um, I'm telling you it's going to be worth it. It takes time to do it's kind of annoying to sit there and write down a bunch of details, but you'll thank me in the long run I'm telling you it's great so now, as a next step um in thinking about this, another key point that I always keep in mind is collaboration um, and not just networking or expanding your your network or reaching out to people. Um, you know, and saying like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm networking. I'm trying to to meet people that are going to help me in my career." Of course, like that's always something we should be doing. But for me, the key word is collaborating. Collaborate with others. You are great at what you do, but with by collaborating with other people, you're only going to be getting more ideas from other people that have great ideas, and especially if you're surrounded by smart capable, and talented people. If you surround yourself with the right people, continue to collaborate. Don't be so closed off or so tunnel vision into your own path that you're blocking other great ideas from entering your world. And those great ideas can turn into great opportunities. So as an example, you know, if you're an artist, collaborate with other artists that you are inspired by or other local artists that you want to get in touch with. Um, you know, that that's such a key kind of simple thing. But I know so many artists, I tell this all the time, so many artists can be so focused on just their own project that they block all that out. Don't block that out. Work, continue working on your stuff. But, you know, help another songwriter or another artist um, write. Help them with advice. You know, link up with another producer that you may not have worked with. And just connect because you don't know who you're going to meet and where that next opportunity is going to come from and you don't know what conversation you're going to have with somebody that's going to change the way you think or give you a spark an unexpected spark that allows you to break through to a new idea you know how many times you know when i was uh, you know pursuing uh, the life of an artist and a musician I loved to collaborate with so many people. I would go to every jam session. I would try to get in every recording session. I would songwrite with lots of different people. Sometimes I would just sit in sessions that I had no part of just to see what other people were doing. And even though if it didn't impact my personal artistry with with the bands I was with or anything like that, it still gave me so many different ideas to see how other people do it. And um, that was such a valuable Time and all those those people I met were so valuable to the growth and keeping my career well rounded. So I encourage every artist to collaborate with others. That's such such an important point. Uh, don't get so locked into your own bubble. Even though I know now we're like you know in COVID and in you know social distancing and everything like that, but um, you know connect with people over Zoom. You know throw files back and forth. There's still tons of ways that uh, we can collaborate in this new little virtual, um, you know, time that we're living in. But the the point there is to, again, keep your mind open because you never know when that next opportunity is going to come or where it's going to come from. Now, the next thing I like to think about too, and I encourage artists to, to do is invest in yourself. Now, for me, um, that goes basically in three different ways. And obviously, this sounds super cliche, like invest in yourself. Obviously, everybody's going to invest in yourself and we hear it all the time. But for me, uh, again, I just take it very seriously in this realm of three ways. One, I invest in my mental health, Uh, whether that's, you know, going on a long walk, whether that's taking a day to just like put on some headphones and listening to an amazing album that I've wanted to listen to, uh, whether it's taking... You know, a few minutes to meditate, whether it's reading a good book, um, getting a self-help book, and, and getting you know energized by that, um, doing things that keep you mentally okay. I can't stress that enough. With everything going on in the world, um, it can weigh super super heavy on us, and especially for artists. You know, most artists, yo, we're, we're emotional beings, right? And you know, this stuff can really impact our mental health. So put that at the top of the list, do what you got to do to still hang in there mentally, because that's what's going to help you keep working hard and keep pursuing your career. So take care of yourself um, mentally, prioritize your mental health and give yourself the time and space to do that. Okay. Second thing is your physical health. Now, um, this is something I know, look, at the top of the year, everybody's like hitting, you know, trying to hit the gym. We, we, you know, a lot of gyms are locked down right now, but everyone, you know, spends the first couple of weeks eating really well and working out and saying like this year, you know, I'm going to lose X amount of weight or I'm going to, you know, do these physical things and create these big physical goals, which I'm not mad at. But the truth is a lot of that stuff like drizzles out at, at about like month two in February, uh, you start to see the numbers get a little lower at the gym and, you know, people kind of fall off. Um, and that's fine. Like, look, the the point for physical health is just be conscious, be, be aware your physical health is going to affect your productivity. Um, so try to eat as healthy as you can. You know, what physical things that do you want to do for yourself that is going to be great for you? Is it just taking a walk every day? Is it doing 10 pushups every day? Is it You know, cutting down on, um, you know, I don't know, soda or alcohol, whatever it may be, just something that you can do that says, like, look, I wanna be a little bit healthier. We could all be a little physical healthier. And take that seriously because ultimately that's what's gonna help you, again, be more creative and uh, be more productive. Um, I found it to be very helpful Um, anytime that I'm in a rut and I just, um, you know, do something that's physically good, I always feel much better afterwards. So I I encourage that as well. Now, the third thing, uh, this third pillar of investing in yourself is financial. Now, this can mean a few things. And I want to first say, um, you know, this last year has been horrible for so many artists, for millions of artists, millions of people in terms of the financial hit that so many people have taken from not being able to tour or having your album postponed or, um, you know, any job that you had that you may have lost due to COVID, um, millions, you know, are struggling from this financially. So it's, it's, a a really terrible thing that a lot of people have had to go through and that we've had to, to go through as a nation and as a world. So, you know, I understand many people may not even be in a, a position to actively like, you know, invest financially in things. But um, when I say, you know, financially invest in yourself, it can also be through um, education. You know, it doesn't always have to be with money if you if right now you're trying to get out of your hole and you're trying to keep the lights on and pay rent, and there's just so many other priorities and you can't spend money on you know a new microphone or new recording equipment or a marketing budget if you're just not in a position to do that right now that's that's real that's totally okay um I'll tell you a quick like little story for me where I kind of made this shift was you know in my early twenties, I remember having um just like a a few bucks on me i was in new york and um i I was uh gonna go get a sandwich and uh i knew that if i spent i I can't remember i think i had like maybe five or six dollars in my account and i remember that if i i couldn't get a sandwich that was that expensive because you know i would basically overdraft my account by going un, by paying more than I actually had and I would get hit with like a $20 fee, which happened several times anyway. But you know I remember being in the, in the position of asking myself, you know do I pay the extra 25 cents to add cheese on the sandwich or not? And I think back about that experience because it wasn't that the extra 25 cents um, that I that I really should have been worried about. It was being financial financially literate, and I had realized, you know, one of the things even as I got into the music business, you know, when I was an artist, I really wasn't financially literate. Um, I didn't really have the necessarily like upbringing about, you know, money and and investing and how actually money worked. But um, I always go back to that experience because it just highlights, uh, you know, a place in my life where um, I wasn't thinking clearly about how to become uh, financially stronger. And it wasn't until I read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know it's a very famous book. A lot of people have read it. Uh, some people like it. Some people hate it. For me, I read it on a plane and I it just like opened my eyes because I had no clue how money worked at all at the time. And after reading that, it like something clicked in me where I just really wanted to understand how money works. Um, you know, how investment works, how liabilities, you know, assets, like everything, um, how, how you can generate money. And after reading that, I kind of went on a little journey to become more financially literate. And even with this podcast, right, like paid in full podcast, part of me in being in um, you know, spending a lot of the time in the royalty world of the music industry and kind of like the boring, dry, like financial kind of space here. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's all come from a place of like, I understand that money can be really, really important. And I think it can be a real strength if you understand how the money works, especially in the music industry and in your life. And if you can be more financially literate, then that's part of investing in yourself financially. And um, there's a lot of resources out there uh, to help with that. I can recommend some good books. There's um, there's this great book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich by a guy named Ramit Sethi. Uh, that's a really great one, um, just to think differently about financials. Um, obviously, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a good one for me. Um, I'll maybe post like a list of this online, uh, about which books I recommend, but you know, if you want to become more financially literate, you could also, there's a lot of resources just on the internet too, but I encourage you to do that. You know, as an artist, we don't always think about the money side, but really take a dedicated time this year to do that. Really try to understand more the numbers. How do royalties work? You know, um, how can you generate income in different ways? Really try to take a deeper understanding of this part. And I'll be um, doing episodes where I can break down royalties a lot clearer. Um, I know in the past I've done more overview type episodes of, you know, introducing you. But this year we'll go into a lot more detail so you can think about, you know, how you can make better returns even on your investments. If you're spending, you know, money for ads, you know, Instagram ads on, and to, to promote your music on Instagram and how can you make that money back? What is the return actually going to be? Um, how many streams do you need to hit to reach X amount of dollars? So there's different things that you can really start thinking about right now to improve uh, just your your whole financial take on the music industry and your life, so that's the third kind of pillar that I always uh, think about when investing in myself. Now, uh, the last point that I want to touch on here, um, when I when I walk through kind of my debrief, uh, getting ready to enter this new year, is discipline and consistency. Now, I know that kind of sounds, um, you know. Real obvious too, right? Everyone's like, you got to be consistent. You got to keep putting out content, keep posting, keep doing everything, remain consistent. And I get that And, and have discipline. And I get that. But for me, this is actually the most important part of everything. You have to have discipline. I can't stress that enough. It's the most important part of this whole thing. Now, with that means there's going to be sacrifice things are going to get uncomfortable. Things are going to hurt. You're going to be upset. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be tired. You're going to be angry. And that's the point. That's why we have discipline. If things were easy, then we wouldn't need to have discipline. But the only reason we have discipline is to get through things that are uncomfortable. Now, I've been in so many uncomfortable positions in my life. And that hurt, that, that pissed me off. You know, um, I've had those moments, but you have to stay on course. That's when discipline really matters is when you don't want to do something. You don't want to get out of your comfort zone. You don't want to sacrifice. That's when you have to be the most disciplined and, you know, even more so than consistency, right? Like you can't kind of have consistently consistency without discipline but it's incredibly hard to stay disciplined. Um, It's one of the hardest things for anybody. And there's, we all, look, we all fall off the wagon. We all fall off and have a bad day or we slip or we, you know, get distracted or we make a bad choice or life throws some crazy stuff at us that we can't even control. But with all this being said, You know, I know it's, it's something we all strive to, you know, want to be focused and want to be disciplined at the start of the year, but remaining consistent about our discipline is the key factor, maintaining that all year long. And look, that means you don't have to like spend every single day laser focused. That also means, you know, take some time to rest, take some time to relax Take dedicated days for that to recharge, because without that, you can't stay on course and remain, you know, this, um, you know, ruthless type of discipline that you need to succeed in the music industry. So make sure you're you're taking care of that too. But discipline is the key to all of this, and um, I'm telling you, like the the more you you have of this, the more successful you you'll be it's really helped me in my life. Um, I attribute my success to having a lot of discipline. Um, I was lucky as a kid. I used to do karate uh, for a really long time. I uh, started at a really early age and I had a sensei that just instilled a ton of discipline into me. Um, I know we're, for those watching like Cobra Kai, it wasn't like like the, the Cobra Kai, but um, you know, I think it was more like Mr. Miyagi style of discipline and focus. And for me, it just, um, it, it worked. I knew that this is what it took to be great. And it was a, more of a belief that I carried with me for my life. So discipline is key, um, you know, but with that comes sacrifice. And that that's what it's all about. So get comfortable with that. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable and instill that. That's what it's really going to take to be great and uh, to succeed in this industry. So... Um, That being said, hopefully, you know, some of the things I I talked about that work for me can also work for you. If not, that's totally cool too. do what's best for you. uh, Whatever you believe in that that has been productive for you. Keep rolling with that as well. But I hope this year brings a lot of success for everybody. And uh, I'll give you a few things uh, if, you, if you're if you still kind of lost and not sure what to do or what to really take action on. Let me just break down a few things that I'll, I'll recap from last year um, where you can start, especially with the music business. So one um, one thing you can do is sign up, if you haven't done it yet, sign up with a performance rights organization if you're a songwriter. So that's ASCAP, BMI, um, CSAC, you know, get in touch with a performance rights organization, research them, and make sure your songs are registered there. That way you'll at least uh, have your publishing entity set up and you'll be able to collect any performance royalties out there for any of your your songs. So make sure you do that. This is part of your music business. So take that as a first step. Also, um, if you're a songwriter and you don't have... Uh, a publisher, or uh, if you're not signed up with a publishing administration service, if you're not collecting your publishing royalties, which are very different from your uh, the, the royalties you get from your distributor, then sign up with a publishing administration service like SongTrust or Centric or TuneCore Publishing. Um, these are some of the services that are out there that will collect your publishing royalties for you, all of them around the world. And I suggest you do that as a, as a first step to make sure that if you have publishing royalties out there, they're being collected and administered. So that's a second step. And a third step if you are an artist, a recording artist, or you own masters, or you're an independent artist that both performs and owns your masters, make sure you sign up with Sound Exchange. Sound Exchange. Um, they collect uh, basically non-interactive digital royalties for sound recordings. Again, this is part of kind of like your music business foundation. So if you are entitled to any of those royalties, make sure you sign up with Sound Exchange, get in touch with them, create an artist account if you're an artist, um, create a rights owner account if you own the masters. And that way, if there are royalties out there for you, you will be collecting those as well. So Sign up with a PRO, get a publishing administrator uh, or administration service to handle your publishing royalties and sign up with SoundExchange if you haven't done those things yet. I say this because many artists, um, they distribute their music through like DistroKid or TuneCore and that's all they do, but there's other royalties out there for you. So get organized with your music business. Um, Also, some things you can do is you could also copyright your songs too. Uh, Go to copyright.gov. Uh, copyright.gov and that way you can uh register your songs. Uh, I have plenty of episodes talking about this stuff so go back and listen to those uh if you want to know the process. But if you need a place to start and you know as you're still getting, you know, organized with your plans and everything, start here. Start with organizing your music business. Get into a good place because once you start everything else if this is handled You'll be able to reap the benefits and collect all the royalties from all of the stuff you do uh, to get your music out there. All right. If you have any questions, get in touch with me. You can follow me at Pod on Instagram uh, and Twitter. I'll try to be more active on Twitter, but I'm most active on Instagram. You could also go to uh Reach out to me there too. I'm happy to help and uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can get every updated episode. Uh, Feel free to rate the podcast, drop a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback and really looking forward to this year. A lot of new content coming out and, uh, Yeah, also, last thing too, uh, I still am hosting coaching sessions on the weekend, totally free. Uh, So they're 30-minute sessions. You could sign up on the website at paidinfullpodcast.com. Sign up there if you want to get in touch and and just want to chat about things or um, need some advice, happy to talk, total free coaching. I love doing this stuff. So that being said, thank you guys for listening. I'm excited about this year and everything we're going to go through together and continue uh, going on this journey, all right? So thanks again, and I will see you on the next episode.